Today's episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. When you need a game plan for protection, State Farm agents are here to help. With personalized service, agents are available to talk in person, over text, or through the State Farm app. So go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. Find an agent in your neighborhood today. State Farm. Talk to an agent today. Football Podcast on the Ringer NFL Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. My name is Danny Heifetz and I'm joined as always by my co-host and my co-Danny, the hero we need and the analyst we deserve, the Dark Knight himself, Danny Kelly. <laughs> How are you doing, DK? I'm having a fine day. How are you, Danny? A fine day. I am fantastic. You ever seen the Italian job? You know what fine stands for? What's it stand for? It's freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> So maybe you're That's, not having a fight. Are you day. fine? It's not what I was getting at at all. Um, I was just kind of trying to speak with a little bit of like a, a, a southern flavor, I guess. Why? Yeah. Having a fine day. I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Also, Craig, you're here. Craig, you're alive. I'm uh, Barry the lead. Yeah. How are you feeling, Craig? I'm getting back to it. Today's really the first day where I can eat human food. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I had food poisoning over the weekend. Yeah, tell us the story. Yeah, what happened, what? man? I um, I, so I've been trying to be a vegetarian for the past for the month of November, mm-hmm. and I went to a vegan burger spot, and I will say its name: Monty's Good Burger. <laughs> it's it's name. supposed wow. to be really good. Like it's 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 highly touted. We went there; it was really really good. It's like the in and out of vegan burgers, right? And then <laughs> so I don't overrated. Know. Takes I don't too know. long, but how dare you? In and out is, <laughs> and out if, is not quick. The name is wrong. That's because so many people are there. That's hey, the only reason. Anyway, keep going. Um, anyway, I got. I basically went to bed, woke up in the middle of the night, got really, really sick, felt so bad that I drove to Rite Aid at 4.30 in the morning with my girlfriend to get like Pepto-Bismol and like ginger ale because I had nothing and I wanted to <laughs> fix my stomach. And Jesus. I threw up seven times in a Rite Aid parking lot at around 5 a.m. <laughs> on Sunday. How do, you, how do you tell when you've hit rock bottom? That's how you tell. <laughs> when you have to throw up on your new shoes in writing. Uh, I've, thrown up, I've, I've thrown up out of an Uber before. Oh, so wow. Did you get charged? Maybe worse. Maybe worse. No, I, uh, I didn't get any in the car. I gave the guy 20 bucks because I felt terrible. Nice. Right? It's because you're a professional. I didn't get any in the car, though. That's, that's professional. Anyway, well, I've been eating like <laughs> toast for a week, but I'm back. Nice. We're thrilled you're nice. back. Thank you. It's good to have you back. Thanks very much. I don't know how to segue in from any of that. <laughs> into, like, let's just get the going first with time the show. Ever. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we stumped the master of transitions. Wow. I did it more like an apprentice. All right. We're going to run through a bunch of players you like in their matchups this week. Hopefully no one will make you vomit in a Rite Aid parking lot. <laughs> we're going to break down our FanDuel lineup of the week at the end. But first, we're going to run through some categories. First up. Well, first of all, FanDuel, half PPR. So keep that mm-hmm. in mind. And first up, we got Go Big. DK, who's an expensive player you think is worth the money this week? I'm rolling it back with Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers. Going up against the Saints this week, he's 10500 on FanDuel. That's the most expensive running back, 2100 more than the next closest running back. Uh, I don't think that matters. I think he is just absolutely matchup-proof, quarterback-proof, everything-proof. Um, 
The Panthers scored three points last week, and he still got 24.6 fantasy points uh, on the FanDuel scoring system. Um, per my guy, Ryan McDowell, he finished as the overall RB1 without scoring a touchdown, which is the first time that's happened this season for any, for any running back. And that's only happened five times in the last two decades. Wow. Holy shit. <laughs> Did you guys see that he, just, he joined the 99 club in Madden? Ooh. Wow. Can you name the other running backs who have given have been given a 99 overall score in Madden? There are one, two, Ladanian? three, four, five. Yeah, Tomlinson and 07 Madden or whatever the year after that. I don't have the year, but I just have the guys. Tomlinson. Yep. Adrian Peterson. Yep. Oh, that's a good question. Sean Alexander, because he was on the cover. No. Oh, no. It's Barry Le'Veon? Sanders. Barry Sanders, okay. Marshall Falk. And the last one is Chris Johnson. I, oh, oh, I was going to say. Damn. And now McCaffrey. CJ2K. Okay. Anyways, yeah, my, my point being, McCaffrey is just, I mean, he's just as safe as you get. If you're going to spend big money, um, I think he has an extremely high floor. Love him. It, it's almost like an every, every week thing at this point. Yeah, bold, but, but you hit me. That's, that's five times without a touchdown, being the number one running back in a week. That's actually a really amazing stat. Great five nugget, Ryan McDowell. That, yeah. My big this week, going big, is another one. Julio Jones, the Falcons, they're playing the Buccaneers this week. Julio's $8,400 on FanDuel. That is the second most expensive receiver. Also, the Buccaneers are really bad in pass defense. They have the worst pass defense in football. Uh, their outside perimeter cornerbacks are Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting. But having bad seasons uh, of <laughs> pro football focus grading, Carlton Davis is the 50th graded cornerback and Murphy Bunting is 68th. Julio Jones. Top six grade in pro football focus. Not that we need that to know. Julio Jones, really good. He's dealing with a foot injury, but usually he plays through those kind of things. I mean, obviously, make sure he's full practice on Friday or Thursday, but I'm not concerned about the injury. The Bucs have given up the most fantasy points to the slots. Like, you could try to um, maybe take a dart on Russell Gage, but I think Julio's going to be fantastic this week, and this could be a week the Falcons' offense. Their defense has kind of woken up. Their offense could awake against the Buccaneers this week. Uh, the Bucks allowed the most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers in standard and PPR and have allowed the second most receiving yards this season. Julio has not scored a touchdown since week three, and I think that changes this week. Get him in the freaking end zone. I'm sick of this. It'll it'll happen this week against poor Carlton Davis. Uh, I'm with you. Actually, almost, I think I put Julio and then changed my answer. Um, so, yeah, I like this one, too. Speaking of not getting into the end zone. <laughs> or not getting your vomit into a trash can. <laughs> True. My go big this week is good old Leonard Fournette. He's back. He's back on the list. Your guy. Your guy. Yeah, he's 7000 bucks on Fandle. He's the 11th most expensive running back. I don't really know why. This is rude to Leonard Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> My feelings are for him. He's only had 8 and 11 carries over the last two games, but both of those were because they got down big really early on in the game, and they kind of just had no reason to run the ball. But he salvaged both those days because he had 12 catches in those two games. So he had around double-digit fantasy points um, in both of the games. Doug Marone pledged to be more balanced and decided that he became impatient with basically the game script and just moved away from Fournette on the ground and said, like, we need to get back to the ground and pound because it opens up the pass, which, like, isn't really true. I think we found out, but whatever. For fantasy, it works out. <laughs> um, if anything, Fournette's got a, got a high floor because of his his touch floor and his kind of his receiving totals in the past like two or three games. And the Titans have given up the fifth most catches to running backs this year. So I like Leonard Fournette. I am obsessed with this Jags-Titans game. Really? Because <laughs> no one's ever said it's that. It's the only game on during Patriots-Cowboys. <laughs> the late, there's nine one o'clock games in Eastern time. There's two games at, at 4 p.m. Eastern. 
Patriots, Cowboys, the two most valuable franchises in America, probably two of the biggest fan bases in America. And then Jaguars, Titans is what's competing with it. (laughs) I know that there's a reason that the NFL does it. Is it TV rights and things like that? Why did they schedule it like that? Well, so the... Niners Packers was an afternoon game too. They flexed, they flexed it. it with Eagles Seahawks, oh. and I think yeah. I don't know how exactly it works, but basically I think they realized that there was no point in competing with Patriots uh, Cowboys, so CBS moved it. <laughs> right. It's Eagles Seahawks is just that at one sense. o'clock now instead of four, so now you basically have two Sunday night footballs. Where it's unless you're going to watch Jags Titans for some reason, you have Pats <laughs> Cowboys and then you have Niners forty uh, Packers. So, but I'm a, if a game falls in the forest and no one's there to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Does Leonard Fournette make a sound? <laughs> At the risk of infuriating two fan bases, is there a less interesting matchup between between two teams? I guess maybe like that Redskins Dolphins game. Yeah, Redskins Dolphins actually was one that was coming to mind. But I mean, that, this is no because no people hate Washington, but like hate like isn't the opposite of love. It's indifference, and I think indifference <laughs> is ja- Jacksonville and Tennessee toward those football teams, especially with Minshew on the bench. Man, uh, I'm still mad about that. All right, now that we've infuriated people, that was go big. Now it's time to go home. Who DK, who is a player this week that is too rich for your blood? Uh, speaking of that game, Dallas-New England, I'm staying away from Mar- Amari Cooper this week. 7,700. It's He's probably due to get matched up against Stephon Gilmore, who is elite, maybe the best cornerback in the game right now. Um, <clears throat> outside of that Ravens game last week, the Patriots defense is still just giving up uh, jack shit. On defense, um, probably going to be a low-scoring game, I would guess, at least if if New England's defense doesn't completely fall apart. And based again on that Ravens game, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas tries to like establish the run and do that, do all that stuff because that's kind of been, um, you know, that was obviously what the Ravens did. Just different team, but I, I just can't see Cooper going off against this very very good New England defense, and so. Um, kind of just avoiding that matchup in particular. Gilmore is surrendering a 43.5 pass rating in coverage this year per pro football, per pro football focus. Um, he's given up just 28 catches on 61 targets and 321 coverage snaps, three picks, zero touchdowns allowed. And pass defense is giving up the fewest points for receivers and the fewest points on the perimeter. So love Cooper. Everything about this matchup just looks kind of scary, though. So I so my go home this week is actually Ezekiel Elliott. So kind of sticking with that theme, but I just wanted to highlight, we don't think of the Cowboys, I don't think as an elite or the elite offense, but I just want to read some stats. They really are. Here's the thing. The Cowboys offense and the Patriots defense are both number one in the following categories. So yards, so Cowboys have the most and Patriots have allowed the fewest, but yards, yards per play, third down conversion percentage, and DVOA for football outsiders, which is efficiency. They're both top two in first downs, passing yards, 20-plus yard pass plays and passing DVOA. And they're both. T- and the Cowboys have allowed the fewest sacks in the league, and the Patriots have the third most. And the Cowboys' offense is only fourth in points per game. But everything else, they're first. And Dak leads the league in passing yards, passing yards per game, passing yards per attempt. We still have this kind of framework of, like, the Cowboys are a running team. Cowboys are a passing team. And that's why I think, actually, this is, like, a really interesting matchup um, because this is kind of, like, two... Titans and it seems like oh the Patriots run defense is their weakness if they have anything resembling a weakness because they're only right. 13th in DVOA but Evan Silva at established run made a really good point which is the Patriots have allowed five rushing touchdowns this year but four of them have not been to running backs the first the only r- rushing touchdown they've allowed to a running back was Gus Edwards trotting in for a 12-yard touchdown a few weeks ago and that was 
a play before Mark Ingram had a really long run. So it, it's not as strong as their pass defense, but their run defense in New England's really good. And also, mm. uh, Zeke Elliott's not been that great this season. He's been fine. He's playing right. behind a good offensive line, but he's not adding a lot of yards beyond what the line blocks. I mean, he has not been making players miss. He's 22nd of 30 players, a minimum 100 carries in PFF's elusive rating. And he doesn't break off big chunks of yardage. He has one run of 20 plus yards this season. So I don't like Elliott. I don't think they win this game with Elliott. I, I, I don't love Cooper in this either, but I do think Dak is going to have to win this game for them if they do it. I don't think they're going to be able to run it down New England's throat, win this game. Those are some really interesting matchup numbers. I didn't. I don't know if I realized like how elite both both teams were on in all those crucial stats. So how many how many times do you think the the broadcast is going to mention the unstoppable force versus the immovable object? Mm. If this were a Chris Collins I, you mean game, Jones? then that would happen a lot. I was going to say Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's I was really the shadow war here. I wanted to use this to ask you guys about Dak this week. He's not in our rundown, but I wanted to just discuss him a little bit. He's the third. Yeah, I think that's a really fascinating question. He's the third most expensive quarterback on Fanduel, and we didn't put him on the go home segment. Um, are you guys bullish on him or bearish on him? What do you got? My issue is that he's not being discounted. Like, if he was being discounted for the matchup, like if people were like, "Oh, well, I'm not going to play him because he's like the Patriots," and he, maybe if he was like the seventh or eighth most or Lower than that, I would be like, oh, yeah, we're getting value here. But top three is a little concerning. I think that actually he'll do better than people expected. I know the Lamar, everyone kind of shied away from Levar, Lamar Jackson a few weeks ago. Obviously, he did great. Dak is yeah. having a completely different season than Lamar Jackson. It's not really comparable um, in the way they're going about their offenses. Uh, I don't think Dak is necessarily going to get two rushing touchdowns like Lamar Jackson did. But I do think there's a chance he'll be able to throw on him. Like, there were throws the Eagles could have had against the Patriots last week that Carson Wentz didn't really get to make. But again, the Cowboys have better pass protection. The Eagles kind of collapsed when right tackle Lane Johnson went out of that game. But the Cowboys have allowed the fewest sacks in football. And the Patriots have, I said, the third most. If they can protect Dak Prescott, I think that there will be a few windows open. So if you have him in like a season-long league and, you know, normal 12-team league, would you consider starting Dak Prescott's star or would you drop him and pick up a guy like Carson Wentz who might be on the waiver wire to start this week? Well, Wentz is a good matchup against the Seahawks. I'd probably roll Wentz over Dak. Yeah. What about like Sam Darnold? Like a streamer option. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Dance with, uh, Dance with Who Brung You. Like, yeah, yeah. It, like Dan, Dak's been doing it. it. Unless you have someone that you're confident about. Like, I'm confident about Wentz versus Sox this week. But I'm not afraid of him against the Patriots this week. He's been crushing it. DK, would you do Wentz or Dak? It's really tough. I'm, I'm actually specifically trying to make the decision of Dak versus Sam Darnold this week in one of my leagues. I'm and trying I'm to make Dak gonna go with Wentz. Dak. I'm going to go with Dak. But I, don't, I think Wentz is sort of in the middle range where I could easily get talked into that. Yeah. I, but I, I still think I, I kind of agree with Danny though. Like Dak has just been so so good. It's almost like he, he's an automatic start at this point. Prescott. So one of our NBA colleagues, Jonathan Sharks, is a big Cowboys fan, and he asked me the other day, "What does Dak have to do to like be an elite quarterback?" And I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, "He's already doing it. Like that yeah. drive he had against the Vikings was as good as he possibly could have played. Eliteness is just." Can you do that consistently? The only difference between Dak and like Aaron Rodgers is how often Dak plays at that level. This week, to me, I'm fascinated to see if he can play at that level. Because if he opens up the Patriots this week, like he's arrived, probably, he's here. That'll change some narratives. Yeah, it's I, eliteness is more narrative based, I think, than anything. To well, be honest. I, I think the narrative's already changed because Dak Prescott, the game manager on the run first team, leads the league in passing yards, and I think that kind of says everything. This is it's a very similar par- parallel to like Russell Wilson's career. 
you know, because for a long time it was like, oh, his defense is so good. Oh, his running game is so good. Um, but now everyone, I mean, well, not everybody. I think there's fewer people that kind of doubt that Russell Wilson's elite. I think Dak is going down that same road. I, I fast think, you know what? Good on the NFL for clearing out every game from this time slot, <laughs> except for Jags Titans. Yeah. All right, Craig, do you have someone you're expensive you're out on this week? Yeah. Uh, Kenny Galladay is the fourth most expensive wide receiver, and I don't know why. I mean, they're playing the Redskins, <laughs> who are like a middle-of-the-road defense to wide receivers from a fantasy standpoint. And Matt Stafford still has no estimated return date because, you know, he's got no— he's got fractures in his spine. And um, <laughs> so concerning. I can't believe you know. you'd play professional football with that being the case. I, I know, know I'm not a doctor. They're like, oh, he's questionable with spine fractures. Meanwhile, I, I'm questionable oh because my stomach feels good. <laughs> Uh, and they got Jeff Driscoll who's been fine filling in he hasn't been great but he hasn't been bad but in the last two games with Jeff Driscoll Galladay's had four catches for 91 yards and a touchdown and one one of them was like a weird improvised 40 yard touchdown so besides that he's got three catches for 50 yards in two games so I don't I have no idea why he's the fourth most expensive wide receiver so I would go home on him I knew Stafford was having a good season but when I was doing the Cowboys work I didn't realize that the that Stafford actually leads the league in um 20-plus yard, or sorry, the Lions lead the league in 20-plus yard throws, or they're second with mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Like, I didn't realize that they had that many. I was like, damn, like, they really are taking, like, it's really just Stafford and Dak and all the deep categories, 20 yards, 40 yards, um, deep passing rate. Daryl Bevel. Fantastic. He's turned it around. I like it. I mean, obviously, Stafford delivers, d- deserves a lot of credit for that, too, but I, I mean, they were just so checked down under, uh, under what's his name? Oh, what uh, was his name? Billy Jim Bob, Bob uh, Cooter. Yeah. Jim, Bob. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter, who I'm, you know what? We were yeah. going to take a break and we're still going to, but I have to say that Jim Bob Cooter was the Lions offensive coordinator for four, like four years, whatever it was. And in that span, they famously did not have a 100 yard rusher for like three years, which was almost an NFL <laughs> record. The worst running game by any metric for a three year period. And then Jim Bob Cooter left and became a running backs coach on the Jets. <laughs> Sometimes I don't understand how this stuff works. All right, let's go on. But before we do, let's take a quick break and talk about Sonos. This holiday season, immerse yourself in all your favorite holiday classics with a new home theater system from Sonos. Enjoy speech enhancement mode, a unique feature that clarifies the sound of the human voice. Perfect for when characters whisper or the action intensifies. Turn it on in the Sonos app and never miss a moment of the story. Plus, play carols and more when the TV is off. Hosting family and friends? Sonos works with all your streaming services and controls simple with the app. Apple AirPlay 2 and your voice using Amazon Alexa or the Google Assistant. You can also wirelessly connect all your speakers to create your perfect sound system. My Sonos Move has been absolutely life-changing in that my day-to-day. I'll podcast in the morning or I'm cooking at night or whatever. I got music going, new music Friday. It is just unbelievable. And I'm hearing things I never knew were supposed to be there. Watching movies, there's like sounds and stuff in the background. It's like, there's a depth. Sound, it was 2D to me for so long. There's layers, like an onion. Yes, Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Love Sonos. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and complete your holiday shopping. All right, let's get middle range sweet spot, Goldilocks territory. DK, who is someone not too expensive, not too cheap that you're into this week? Uh, I like Jamison Crowder of the Jets going up against Oakland this week. He's 6,500. He's just been a huge, huge part of that passing game. 
one of Sam Darnold's favorite targets from four for four football, CJ Hernandez. Crowder's 28.6% target share over last month actually ranks eighth among all receivers that, um, in the last four games. So that's really, really strong usage. Um, and again, it's like he's got a really good trust with Sam Darnold. He has three straight games of five plus receptions, 75 plus yards, and a touchdown. Um, and the Raiders rank 24th against opposing quarterbacks. So I just like Crowder. Um, you know, he's been solid in terms of being able to get into the end zone lately, too. So that help, that's helpful in this half PBR format. Uh, yeah, just love Crowder. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's dropped off a cliff. I think in that same yeah, thing, he's, yeah. he's got like a seventh of the Jets' targets, which is not great. But Jameson Crowder and Sam Darnold, got to respect the chemistry. <laughs> All right. My- <laughs> Get over is that it. an inside joke that I completely missed? It's from Breaking Bad. It's that I added the sound drop like one time of, of uh, Brian Cranston saying that. No, <laughs> I love okay. it. I, you know what? Got to respect the chemistry. Yeah, that's- I, I, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. It's, uh, get with the program, DK. Speaking right. of someone who's going to get with the program this week, Odell Beckham on the Cleveland Browns. It's happening. It is happening. You heard it here <laughs> first. They're not really, I think a lot of people like him, but that's the point. $7,000 this week. He's, they're going against Miami. Odell has been bad this season. He has one touchdown. Minka Fitzpatrick has like 70 and he plays defense. <laughs> like Odell has had 11 multi-touchdown games as a giant and he has one touchdown this whole season. Not to make excuses, but it's the schedule. Um, Cleveland's last eight <laughs> games, they've played the Steelers, the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Los Angeles Rams. That is six of the top 10 teams by defensive DVOA. So what, is, you're saying Odell can't beat good cornerbacks, good stats, bad team guy? Uh, he could have when he was on the Giants, so I don't know what happened. So what, he's the Devin Booker of wide receivers? It's, well, it doesn't, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, he's just dropping 30 against bad Well, teams. actually, yes, because here's the thing. Odell has two games of more than 100 receiving yards this season. Both have come against two of the only three teams he's played that are below average pass defenses. I'm Those surprised are, you're so down on your beloved Odell Beckham. I'm propping him up. I'm saying it's been bad, but it's going to get better because here's the thing. Again, <laughs> his two best games have been against the two teams he played, um, the Seahawks and in week two. The Seahawks were in week, Seahawks were in week six, and then in week two, the Jets, and he crushed it those two weeks. This is the not only a below-average team, the Dolphins are the worst pass defense in football by DVOA, by almost anything you want to say. It's really the Bucks and the Dolphins. All the Florida <laughs> teams suck at defending the pass. He's going to crush it this week. Um, not only are they bad, they're all hurt. Xavier and Howard's been hurt for weeks, but here's the thing. The, Dol- the Dolphins put both their safeties on injured reserve this week. Rashad Jones and Bobby McCann are on injured reserve. Akeem Tlaib got traded to them. He hasn't played for them. He's not going to. Um, I forgot he was on the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, we all have. Miami, he probably has. He's just at the beach. <laughs> Getting <laughs> Miami's three highest paid defenders are all on injured reserve. So as much as the numbers say they're 32nd in DVOA in passing, pass defense, they're actually going to be worse this week. I love the Browns to crush the Dolphins. I love Odell to get not only a, like a, a touchdown this week to double his t- total, but I think it could be a further one, like 20 yards plus. So love Odell. Finally, it'll happen. Let's do it. I'm, I'm in that. Lock yeah. it in. Craig. Who's your Goldilocks this week? DJ Chark, who is the same price as Odell Beckham, $7,000 on FanDuel. He saw his most targets of his season last week with Nick Foles' first game back. He had 15 targets, which he turned into eight catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns. The Titans' secondary has been vulnerable on the outside, and that's mainly because Malcolm Butler went down with a broken wrist and his backup has been giving huge numbers to outside wide receivers. But, um, yeah, this is just, just right in that sweet spot. 
Right in that Goldilocks range, DJ You Chark. love f- 15 targets. That's, yeah. I mean, you always love to see that. Where are you going to get that in that mid-range? Odell Beckham. That's why we got him price. on this list. Do we want to make some kind of... <laughs> since there's the same price, who do you think does better? Odell or Chark? Mm. Oh, you hesitated. You already lost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to make any bets because I'm already winning the other one, the streamer of the week. I don't want to make another <laughs> yeah. one. Way to get that in there. Uh, yeah, he had to get that in after missing last, he last did. show. We, yeah. yeah. All right, Galaxy Brain Play of the Week. This is my favorite category I love now. this one. I've come to, again. <laughs> okay, so this one, it's not just about being right. It's about being on a higher plane of football knowledge. It's cosmic apotheosis. DK. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm breaking down my choice, like, as the meme would go, from normal brain, expanding brain, even bigger expanding brain to oh, galaxy brain. Oh, I like brain. that. Wow. Oh, yeah, scaling so, it? Okay, yeah, what's yeah, your I'm going to scale week? this up. So I'm going with the Falcons' defense against the Buccaneers this week. It's 4300 bucks. Uh, the normal brain, first box in the meme, would say the Falcons' defense has been insanely good over the past two weeks, How, and they've scored 26 and 10 points, so it's a good pick. Expanding brain would say, however, it's probably mostly only due to turnover and red zone variance, the, t- the typical types of variance you see in football. Players have said that nothing really schematically is different. Obviously, they've made some swaps with the coaching staff. Uh, Raheem Morris is on defensive side now, so that's something that people have talked about is maybe why this is happening, um, why the Falcons defense is the best defense in the NFL all of a sudden, even after starting the season as literally probably the worst defense in the NFL. Um, however, that's the expanding brain. I think it's just variance. Even bigger brain, they're due for regression to the mean. We'll get boat raced. They're going to get boat raced by the Buccaneers this week. And then galaxy brain is, no, they're not. <laughs> maybe they have just completely evolved. Everyone is now magically better because they put Morris on the defensive side. Boom, DFS gold. The Falcons are going to lock it down. Jameis Winston is going to have five turnovers, which is actually not very galaxy brain. But um, obviously, we've seen the Buccaneers been able to score points in bunches. They have very good receivers. Anyways, I, I think I've lost exactly. I, no, I love it. I, I mean, we have, but I still love it anyway. That was fantastic, DK. Oh, my God. Did you just talk all that out to your infant child? Can you see, like, the the electrical currents and stuff in my brain the coming out to me? The synapses are firing. I just saw you wandering around your living room, like, explaining all of this to your infant child as you stared back to you. Who's adorable, by the way? You know the meme of the girl who's like, well, well, yeah, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kombucha girl. This is this is my brain going through this whole scenario. So, uh, bottom line is Falcons defense against the Bucks, forty three hundred. I, I love it, DK. Let's I don't do know it. what just happened, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just gonna do that again on the fly. I'm just gonna recreate. I love that format. That's beautiful. All right. <laughs> my galaxy brain, Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback for the Bears, seven thousand dollars, eighteenth most expensive quarterback. Now, normal brain, you're like, well. You know, got the hip injury. He's awful against the Rams. You can't play Mitchell Trubisky. But then you go one level up. We're like, well, look, the Giants are terrible, right? I mean, as DK, what do we always <laughs> say about the Giants' defense? Yeah. What Giants' tell defense? About, tell me about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Well, I was going to, you know, I was trying to flip it, but don't worry about it. Anyway, they're terrible. But then you go level up and you're like, but it doesn't matter because Trubisky's hip and this team is so terrible, like rock bottom. They're going to get back to the run game fundamentals, eke out this win over this Giants team. Maybe they go chase Daniel. He could be benched by halftime. Might not even be healthy. Why would you do this? But then you go back and no, the Giants are that bad on defense. This was a (laughs) terrible thing for me to realize today. I looked up cornerback grades on pro football focus. 
there are 113 cornerbacks that qualify. DeAndre Baker, the Giants' first, the Giants' rookie, was last. He is the lowest graded cornerback. Seven a rough year yeah, of rough. all of them. That blew my mind. The number one guy is, on the team is Janoris Jenkins, who has just famously just been getting torched all year, and Giants fans are a little up and down with. Um, I think Allen Robinson. I, I don't know who on this. Uh, this team can cover Allen Robinson. I mean, last time this team pass defense is so bad. Tariq Cohen threw a pass touchdown against the Giants <laughs> last year. So I think Trubisky is. I don't know if he look. He has no floor. He is a sinkhole for a floor. He could have zero. He could have negative. But the ceiling against this team, you'll be the only one to have him. <laughs> Love guy. You'll be the only one. Yeah, that is Galaxy trying to win a million dollars. There you go. Hey, are we are we calling him Mitchell these days, or is it Mitch? Well, I have a cousin who we always remember. called Mitchell, and then like when he went to college, he like came back and he was like, "I'm Mitch now." And I kind of want to ask him <laughs> what he thinks of Trubisky going from Mitch to Mitchell and kind of back. Are either he has of you? Preference. Are either of you ever going to go to Daniel? No, Daniel's my I father. I was Daniel growing up. I was Daniel growing up, and then people called me Dan for like ten years. Oh. All my all my high school friends call me Dan, and then I decided to change my name to Danny as an adult because I thought it would be funny. So you've gone through all stages of Daniel. Yeah, I've always been yeah. Danny. Yeah, and I thought you know maybe when I become a professional and have a byline to the podcast, I'll have to change that. And I was like, nope, didn't do that. Do you want to be Daniel? <laughs> no, I like Danny. Cool. Didn't see the need to conform. Dan Heifetz. <laughs> I don't like that. That's such a different. <laughs> I don't like that. That's such a different sound. Oh my when god! When you meet your daughter's boyfriend one day, you're gonna be like Dan Heifetz. That's how you're gonna speak. And then you be like, "Hi, I'm Danny." You're gonna be like, "Hello, I'm Dan Heifetz." She needs to be home by ten. <laughs> like Bad Boys too. Exactly. <laughs> Reg, Reggie. All right, Craig. Who's your gold? Speaking of Galaxy Brains, my Galaxy Brain is Josh Gordon of the Seahawks, DK's favorite team. <laughs> you had to think about that. <laughs> I was like, "What team is he on now?" There's, there's been a lot. <laughs> um, he's super cheap. This man is 5100 bucks on FanDuel, right around the Tevin Jones, Nikhil Harry range. So Tevin Jones is a guy? He's in the Steelers. Mm. There we go. Beats there we me. go. Um, News to me. So here's what we know. Tyler Lockett had a really scary shin injury that he's still convalescing from, and he was hospitalized after there, there was like blood flow problems about potentially his yeah. like— It was scary. Yeah, yeah. His shin wasn't getting Compartment blood. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's been limited in practice this week, so we don't know. He might play. I feel like he will. But even if he does, we don't know if he's going to be 100%. But in either case, Josh Gordon only played 37% of snaps against the Niners two weeks ago before his bye. But he made two big third down catches in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter. Um, They're playing the Eagles secondary, which is terrible. They give up the fifth most points to wide receivers. And he had a bye week to theoretically learn the playbook. So... Love, love to know that the playbook. 37% was like his, it was his first game yeah. with the team. So I was still working in. He played like behind guys offense. like David Moore and stuff. But if Lockett's not 100%, they're playing the terrible Eagle secondary. Josh Gordon's obviously talented. He's had the bye week. You know, the Ducks are aligning to make this a galaxy brain pick of the week. So the, the Ducks Eagles, are aligning? The Eagles secondary. The is Ducks a- are in a row. The Stars are aligning. <laughs> Duck Hodges. The Ducks are all Hodges. I'm just, I'm, Duck, I just, I'm such a big Steelers fan. Duck Hodges. <laughs> So uh, Eagles cornerbacks, Jalen Mills is back. He's playing really well. And then across from him on the other side of the outside is Ronald, Ronald Darby. Darby, who's not playing well. And then Avante Maddox is back in the slot, who would be covering against Tyler Lockett. And he kind of had his first game back since a kind of scary, like a full game back. And he didn't do great against Julian Edelman, but they still kind of held him. So I think that Lockett would have a pretty good matchup on Maddox. But if Lockett is 100% or whatever, anyone going against Darby 
whether that is Josh Gordon or DK Metcalf, I think will do well in this game. I think that they'll be targeting Darby, and I think the question is if Gordon or Metcalf is the guy doing it. But Josh Gordon against Ronald Darby right now is, I mean, I like it. And for his damn price, which is ridiculous. Like, if you've built your whole lineup with guys you like and you need to fit somebody in and you're thinking, oh, Nikhil Harry or Josh Gordon, it's a no-brainer. So this has nothing to do with (laughs) exactly Josh Gordon, but I think it's just fascinating that the Seahawks have eight wins and seven of them are seven points or fewer. They're like the Chargers, but opposite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, I mean, because the line for this game is like, I think the opening line was like Eagles giving three or whatever. I think right now the Eagles are giving one and a half, which I'd still, I don't know why. Well, that's my point is it's moving toward the Seahawks, right? Yeah. And I think that's because a lot of people look at this line and be like, Eagles giving three at home. So the Vegas thinks these teams are even, but there's a three win difference. But again, it's those close games. So I could see this being like a lot of passing, but I mean, the Eagles pull out a win at home because the, the Seahawks have, there were 7-1 and one in one-score games. DK, you're the Seahawks fan. Anything I just say off? Well, no, I think you're right. I, I, the question for me is what, hap- what, <clears throat> what defense we get from the Seahawks this week. I mean, the defense to start the season was, like, frankly, just really bad. Last week or two weeks ago, they just had their bye. Two weeks ago against the 49ers, the defense came alive. We saw Jadavion Clowney, like, dominate. And I think, you know, with Russell Wilson, you're always in it. You're always in the game. But if their defense can finally come, like, play a second straight game, then I think the Seahawks will win. Um, but that's just a big question mark for me. And it's crucial if Lane Johnson plays. Uh, Bill Barnwell noted in his column this week that Carson Wentz's passer rating is 20 points higher when Lane yeah, Johnson Yeah, the splits played. are crazy. Um, yeah. So, uh, question for you. Does Clowney move around along that line? Or, like, would they put him up against the backup tackle? Would be Vitae? Yeah, they play him from both sides and sometimes from the inside. So he, he kind of moves around and, you know, they can do different things based on what matchups they want to get. That was the best game. The 49ers game was the best clown he's played since he was in college. Is that fair to say? I, I, I was blown uh, away. I wrote about, I wrote about that game. I, I don't know if I would say, like, it was his best game ever, but it was certainly up there. It, it was, he was absolutely dominant. And he was very, very good against both the run and the pass. He had a couple of key plays late in the, in, in the overtime period against the run that were really crucial um, yeah, he he just was all over the place. He was opening up, opening up for other guys to get sacks. I mean, he just yeah, he was just on fire. So hopefully they can keep that up because um, you know obviously that's a huge huge deal for the Seahawks. They don't want to just be one dimensional with Russell Wilson. Yeah, and to circle back to like twenty minutes ago when Craig was wondering about Carson Wentz, if Lane Johnson plays or not, it's a huge factor for me. Um, oh yeah, good call. Bargain bin play of the week. You're filling out your lineup and eventually you run out of money or almost. Uh, DK, who's someone you're kind of <laughs> scraping from bottom of the barrel? Bar- bar- bargain bin, can't speak, but. Yeah, I'm int- I'm intrigued with Tim Patrick of the Broncos this week. Um, going up against Buffalo, 5400 bucks, And I think, you know, crucially, Cortland Sutton, who has been really, really freaking good this season, is probably going to get coverage from Tredavious White, who's one of the best corners in the NFL. Um, That leaves Patrick, you know, to kind of get the number two guy there. And so he came in off the injured reserve last week, got eight targets, four catches, 77 yards. Um, He had one target in the end zone that he maybe could have caught at the very end of the game. That would have been probably the game. I think it was either game winner or game tying score. Um, Can't remember off the top of my head, but he was a huge, huge target in that offense. Brandon Allen looked to him a lot. In his first game back, he had 72% snap rate. He ran a route on 79% of his snaps, 20% target share. Um, So the numbers are all really, really strong. And if you go back to last year, um, 
he had four starts at the end of the season. He caught 19 of 30 targets in those four games. That's seven and a half targets per game for 242 yards. So he was actually a pretty big part of the offense last year. Um, people just kind of forget about him because he's been on the injured reserve for the whole season until last week. And so um, he has been on the injured list, injury list this week, but I saw Vic Fangio say that I think he's going to play this week. So that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, I think Patrick is like – He's potentially going to get a good amount of volume for being so cheap, you know, for being as cheap as he is. So I like this play. Tim Patrick for Denver. He was excellent down the stretch last year. He's a big guy. He's like, he's a contested pass catcher type guy. I like him. A good person to keep in mind for fantasy playoffs if you're someone gets hurt and you're looking for a streamer or just don't want to come in last. My bargain bin this week is Kareem Hunt, running back for the Browns. He's 5600 bucks. He's the 27th most expensive running back. Uh, I think he has better odds of coming... Top 27 than that. I mean, Nick Chubb is the fourth most yeah. the fourth most expensive running back this week on FanDuel. Super small sample, but from the last two weeks, of week 10 and week 11, half PPR scoring, Kareem Hunt is the running back 15, and Nick Chubb is ranked 19th. So Kareem Hunt has outscored him. So, look, small sample, mm. but again, Nick Chubb, fourth most expensive guy this week, Kareem Hunt, 27th most. Hunt is playing 55% of, of snaps the last two weeks, 13 catches in his last two games. The game's a blowout. Hunt could see a lot of garbage time work because Nick Chubb's been getting a ton of usage um, from the first half of the season. The other play- players in Cream Hunt's price range are like J.D. McKissick on the Lions, Kalen Balaj on the Dolphins. <laughs> Cream Hunt is way more upside than those guys. And then Matthew Barry pointed out in his love-hate column on Thursday, three times this year Miami has given up 11-plus points to two running backs in the same game. So I don't think it's Nick Chubb or Cream Hunt. I think that they can both have a good week this week, but the difference is Cream Hunt is really cheap. So I like, yeah. I like cream hunt to fill out your lineup to that point, you know, they've been playing both guys at the same time, a, a, you know, a good amount of time. So like he, they'll line hunt up as like a slot receiver, you know, he's kind of moving them all around. They're definitely using him as the pass catching the back. Browns have offense. had so much trouble filling out who their third option is because they've had Odell Jarvis and Joku got hurt. Um, Higgins, I, I think is good, but he got hurt. Callaway is not consistent. Been, yeah. Um, they have so many, they've just not been able to find like a filling out like three or four consistent options. And it's funny to have Hunt and Chubb in the same backfield. And they're like, oh, we're just going to do both. Hunt is going to be basically a third or fourth receiver. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just getting your best players kind of on the field and, and figuring it out from there. And I think that's what they're doing. All right, Craig, who's your bargain bin of the week? Craig Olson on the Panthers. Craig for Greg? Craig for Greg. Our man is the 17th most expensive tight end. <laughs> Can you name 17 tight ends in the league? <laughs> that are healthy and playing? Uh, in the last three games, Greg Olson's had 16 catches for almost 200 yards. Other tight ends in the league in the last three games who have had more than 16 catches are Zach Ertz. Are <laughs> <laughs> Zach Ertz. So I don't know why that was, that was he's funny. the 17th most expensive tight end. They're playing the Saints, who albeit are a, a solid defender of tight ends. However, Cameron Brait just had 10 catches for 73 yards against them last week. So, $5,100. Don't you just love to see that, Craig, by the way? I know. Oh, yeah, we didn't get to make fun of you for this. <laughs> see, this is where I How think, How did though, you double down on O.J. Howard? What were you thinking? Well, I mean, he had a bad drop, uh, and then they basically played Cameron Brait. So, those are essentially yeah. O.J. Howard's catches, those 10 catches. He was, yeah, you, you were on <laughs> the right so track. Ipso facto, yeah. that was O.J. Howard technically catching those 10 balls. That's my theory. <laughs> But um, this week, Greg Olson, 5,100 on FanDuel. You got to do it. <laughs> I, I, all right. Yeah. No. All right. You, 
Well, still, yeah, we, know, we won't even give you the loss of the O.J. Howard thing. It's still a win. So there you go. You're one for one of the tight end picks. Pretty good. All right. Well, speaking of <laughs> FanDuel, the Ringer NFL show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, now available in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Indiana. FanDuel Sportsbook wants to know what you'd bet if you knew you couldn't lose. Will Greg Olson have more than 16 catches this week? Who knows? Will the Cowboys beat the Patriots? Maybe. Oh, well, no, I'm... You know the Giants can still make the playoffs? I could bet the Giants still make the playoffs. Probably would get really good odds on that. But here's the thing. This isn't a thought experiment. This is for real. That's right. Right now, FanDuel's giving new users their first bet risk-free. That means you can place any bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to 500 bucks in site credit if you don't win. When was the last time your bookie gave you a do-over? Didn't think so. To claim your risk-free bet, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app from the iOS Apple Store or visit FanDuel.com slash Android and be sure to use promo code RINGERNFL so they know we sent you. That's promo code RINGERNFL, R-I-N-G-E-R-N-F-L to get your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. And now the legal stuff must be 21 plus and physically present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, or West Virginia applies to first wager only first wager must be placed within seven days of sign up max refund $500 refund issued as a non-withdrawable site credit and expires 14 days after receipt terms apply gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia visit www.1800gambler.net or in Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT All right, let's get to our FanDuel lineup of the week. We list one lineup using our knowledge and a few hunches, and let's roll <laughs> with it. Uh, we saved $200 this week, so only use... Then you, what do we want to do with our $200? Spend on anything. Not getting an Impossible Burger, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, well, leading up, we got Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Mentioned the Browns against the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, we're all in on the Browns so we, this week. We're all in on the Browns this week. Uh, kind of basic, but, you know, it's okay. It's what the Galaxy Brain's for. So we got Baker, and we also have Odell from that Browns-Dolphins game, and we're banking on, look, when Odell went to Miami, that famously did not go well with that whole boat thing. So now Dol- Miami's coming <laughs> to Cleveland. Maybe it'll go better. That's what we're hoping for. And then we've also got Kareem Hunt in that lineup because um, he's so cheap. And then, DK, you want you want to take it from there? Yeah, so then we're going with running back Jalen Samuels of the Steelers going up against a very bad Cincinnati defense with James Conner on the shelf this week. Very few, actually, players in their offense are healthy. So I think Samuels could end up getting a good amount of volume um, at the running back spot. So I like him. And then we're going with Julio Jones at our other receiver position going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, that's a good, good matchup for him. Hopefully get him in the end zone this week. He's 8,400. And then the other receiver we've got to go with Julio and Odell Beckham is Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. Um, you know, again, not much to say about Godwin. He's been really, really good this year. Got in the end zone last week. Hopefully he'll keep it going. He kind of had a little bit of a lull there. Um, but I think he's due to get back to kind of like what he was doing earlier on in the season. Well, I like that because it's then, a win-win because if the he doesn't do well, then your Falcons galaxy brain take was correct. And if not, <laughs> then our lineup does yeah. well. Smart. A little bit of, a little bit of hedging there. So, uh, Craig, do you want to take us down the stretch there? Sure. Then we got... Our recently mentioned Greg Olson at tight end, 5100 bucks. That's our bargain bin there. As Danny Hyvitz laughs at my pick, he's like practically throwing up his water. That's not funny, <laughs> dude. I just threw up. Um, 
Then at our flex for $6,500, we have also the previously mentioned Jamison Crowder. Great matchup against the Raiders this week. And to bring it on home, what do we decide for D? Are we doing Pittsburgh or are we doing the Bears? I like Pittsburgh. We're going to do Pittsburgh. I mean, have you seen Ryan Finley? Unfortunately, yeah. We'll do, we're going to do they Pittsburgh. Don't have any, they don't have any receivers either. So they're just, yeah, their passing game is really, really rough right now. So yeah, Pittsburgh against the Bengals. Same price as the Bears playing the Giants, but we're going to go with TJ Watt and the Steelers. Thanks for playing that cool. I wasn't laughing. I was choking on my water and almost dying, but Craig did nothing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought no, you were making actually, fun of me for my Greg No, Olsen I was thing. actually just just choking, so um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess my thoughts are, look, when it's Daniel Jones versus the Bears or Ryan Finley versus Steelers, you know, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Mm. So mm, mm. two paths diverge in a wood. Don't worry about the other one. Just roll with the one you're on. Give us, give us a rundown on the entire team real quick. Oh, I thought you meant the Giants, and I was like, do I have to? <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, yeah, no, I want you to start, starting with the defensive line, start in the trenches, give me your impression of every single player on the Giants and where they're going. No, I'm just talking about our lineup. I would, though. That's the thing. All right, let's just stick with our lineup. <laughs> Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Running backs are Jalen Samuels and Kareem Hunt. Receivers are Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and Chris Godwin. Tight end is Greg Olson. Receivers, Jamison Crowder. And defense is Pittsburgh Steelers. So, love it. I'm excited. It's going to go fantastic. Craig, we're, we're happy you're back. Thank you. Not happy you're winning the streaming thing, which I'll give you the props. So, if you had just never come back, that would have been okay. But we're happy you're all, all right. That's the point. Is <laughs> you're healthy. It's great. And, you know, I don't have many rules, but as I always say, never throw up more than seven times in a Rite Aid parking lot. If it was eight, <laughs> then it would be a problem. Eight is a problem. Eight's like illegal, but yeah, seven, it's lucky number. Walk all in right. the park. Thank you to that. Thank you to that Rite Aid parking lot. Thank you to Craig. Thank you to DK. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll see you guys next week. And thank you to Sonos. This holiday season, immerse yourself in all your favorite holiday classics with a new home theater system from Sonos. Whether it's your favorite playlist or your favorite podcast, or this one where Craig is describing his 5 a.m. on Sunday, you can hear it with 3D sound instead of the 2D I've been listening to my whole life. Go to Sonos.com to learn more and complete your holiday shopping.